Welcome back to the All Our Ways podcast. It's your boy, Noah Heron here, and I am just so thankful that you're listening to this podcast. It has been a blast to do this with you guys. Season one has been so much fun, and I just feel uh, all the feels today as we record yet another episode of the All Our Ways podcast where different generations, different perspectives come together for the same Jesus today. We are going to have a different kind of episode for you. This is not going to be an interview like several of the past episodes. This is actually going to be something that I recorded specifically for people who want to know how to find their calling. How do you find your calling? How do you know that you're living out your call? How do you know that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing? Maybe you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What is a calling? Do you work for Verizon? I'd encourage you to continue listening to this episode. I'm really, really pumped for this conversation. Before we jump into it, I have to give a huge shout out to our season one, All Our Ways podcast sponsor, the Jesus Loves You Company. Guys, I've said it all season long. They make the most incredible merch. Go check it out. Uh, They create conversation starters through their clothing uh, to spread the good news of Jesus, to spread the gospel. And you can go check them out at Jesus Loves You Co. on Instagram. They've got some really cool stuff. They're always giving away and doing special things for their customers. You just need to go check them out. Um, Also, if you use our code at checkout, uh, our code is all our ways. You'll actually get a discount. So uh, go do it. Go check it out. What better time than right now to spread the love of Jesus? So we're going to talk about calling. And as we do, I hope that this encourages you. I hope that it challenges you. And if it does, um, I would love to ask you this huge favor. If you'd give us a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, um, and maybe even give it a share on social media. It has been amazing to see how so many of you have shared what we're talking about, what we're doing through this podcast. And it's literally reaching people in countries around the world. And that is not because of me. That is not because of you even. That is because of God. And um, I'm just really thankful to be a part of it. I'm thankful that you guys let me be a part of your work commute or your gym routine or wherever you're listening. Um, I hope that you know I really am so thankful that uh, you guys are listening to this podcast. So um, today, I hope it encourages you. How do I find my calling? We're going to make the most of it, okay? So go ahead, turn on your Bibles. Go ahead and turn them on. Uh, Unless, of course, you have an Android, then I just want you to put that right back in your pocket because uh, we can't have you disturbing the airwaves in this place. Amen? We're going to go to Luke chapter 22, verse 24. And what I want to talk to you about today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're watching this, is the idea of fierce calling. Fierce calling. Uh, This word calling is something that everybody wants to know the answer to. What's my calling? What am I supposed to do with my life? What's my purpose? How do I follow Jesus for the rest of my life and feel like I have purpose? You want to know the answer to that? I want to know the answer to that. I think that we can do it together through God's word. I'm really, really pumped. Luke chapter 22, verse 24. I'm going to read it to you quickly. It says, the disciples bickered over which one of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus interrupted their argument saying, the kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. They are obsessed with how others see them. But this is not your calling. You're going to lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. 
The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes, but in the kingdom, it is the servants who lead. I want to talk to you about calling. I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for these moments. Bless our time together. Use these words, Lord. They're your words, not mine. I pray that you would just uh, multiply them. Speak to us about our calling. In Jesus' name, amen. So when I was a kid, I grew up going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for vacation. I'm sure St. St. Simon Islands is much prettier. Um, but Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, there's an actual beach there. We would go there on vacation. And I'll never forget this one summer, I was asked to be the lifeguard for my cousins. Okay, I was the oldest cousin. I also had the biggest muscles out of the cousins. Uh, that's not true. But I was the oldest. I was 12 years old. I had five little cousins. And my parents said, hey, Noah, will you help keep an eye on the cousins as they're in the water? You know, they're all between ages like six and 11. I'm like, hey, no big deal. I got this. This is my calling. This is what I was made to do. I felt like Larry the lifeguard on SpongeBob. I don't even know if you've seen SpongeBob, but if you haven't, you should go watch it. It was kind of a big deal when I was a kid. Okay, I felt like Larry the lifeguard, right? I'm scanning, you know, I'm building sand castles. I'm checking on my people, making sure my flock is okay. And I look out about 30 minutes into my calling as a lifeguard and to my left, to my horror, I see my little sister Carson and my cousin Lexi and all I can see is their head bobbing in the water. They're out way too far. I'm freaking out. This is, this is dangerous, right? So I start screaming. I'm like, hey, hey, come back in. Come back closer to the water. They can't hear me because the waves from the water are so loud. They think I'm doing the YMCA dance. They start singing YMCA. You know, they're just, they're doing it. I'm like, come back in. They're like, YMCA. Like, this is not going well. I look over to my right, my cousin Taylor. She was 12 years old as well. Um, The oldest girl cousin that I had. And she's out on the right side of the water and she's holding a tall vanilla latte from Starbucks in one hand. Okay, she did not care about saving the turtles. I'll tell you that much. Pray for Taylor. And she is looking at me as she's holding this vanilla latte, this iced vanilla latte. Now, I don't know if you guys know these rules, but I know that there are two things that you should never turn your back on. Number one is a woman at Target shopping. You should never turn your back on her. Number two, you should never turn your back on the ocean. She's looking at me, her back to the ocean, and all of a sudden, this wave starts raising up like Thriller, like Michael Jackson. I mean, this thing is just so tall. It crashes down on her. Her Starbucks flies out of her hand, kills like eight turtles, and I am standing on the shore having a complete meltdown going, maybe I wasn't made for this after all. The thing I was so confident in, the thing that I thought was my calling, the thing that I was excited about, all of a sudden, I didn't want to do anymore. All of a sudden, I was so discouraged and afraid of what was going on that I began to question the very calling that had been asked of me. Things got cloudy. In fact, the title of the next couple minutes that we have together is When Your Calling Gets Cloudy. Because I think 
that all of us as Jesus followers, we know our main calling. Our main calling is to love God and love people. But the calling I wanna talk to you about right now is your specific calling because we put so much pressure on finding our calling. We put so much pressure on ourselves, on other people, on what do you wanna do for the rest of your life? How do you wanna follow Jesus the rest of your life? What do you wanna spend your life doing from eight to five every day? And it's so much pressure and I don't actually believe it's biblical. So I wanna give you three things, three things three things for you to check whenever you feel like your calling might be getting a little cloudy, whenever you start to feel a little bit discouraged, whenever you need to get back up and begin to follow Jesus and begin to find some courage to keep going forward through the hard times, three things to check when your calling gets cloudy, when it gets confusing, when it gets a little bit hard to figure out. The first thing that you need to check is you need to check your cheers, cheers, like cheering, okay? You don't need to check who's cheering for you. You need to check who you're cheering for. Here's one of the biggest problems that our generation faces when it comes to calling. We compare our callings to other people. Chances are that if you are struggling with your calling, that you will be tempted to be jealous of other people's callings. You'll be tempted to not root for the people beside you. You'll be tempted to check and see who's getting cheered for the most. And instead of following the calling God has on your life, you'll try to do what the person beside you who's getting celebrated is doing and you'll miss your calling altogether. You know what God calls us to do when people beside us are doing well, when they're succeeding? He calls us to root them on. He calls us to to be cheerleaders for them because when they win in the kingdom of God, when they win for Jesus, we actually get to be a part of that win as well. We get to be on the same team. We get to root for one another in our callings. If you can't cheer for the person beside you in, in their calling, chances are your calling will no longer be about a calling anymore. It'll be a competition. God hasn't called us into competition. He he has called us to be a part of his plan, to work together, to collaborate. In the beginning of our scripture, when when Jesus, before this, this story happens, Jesus calls the disciples and they're just excited to be a part of God's plan. But some time passes, and you you heard the scripture a second ago, they start to compare who's the greatest, who's the best, and it stops them from following Jesus altogether because they're so concerned about who is doing the best and the biggest things. Comparison will absolutely rob you of your calling. Here's the thing I know. If your neighbor is being blessed, you shouldn't complain, you shouldn't be upset, you should celebrate because it means that God is in the neighborhood. It means that God is close. It means that you're a part of the plan too and you've just gotta figure out how to get back in the middle of it, how to get back to what God has called you to do. I don't have time to compete because I'm gonna be too busy cheering you on. You gotta check your cheers, that's number one. The second thing you gotta check when your calling gets cloudy is you gotta check your service. I'm not talking about your cell phone. I'm not, I'm not talking about your data plan. I'm, t- I'm talking about who are you serving? Matthew 10 39 says, whoever finds their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake, for Jesus's sake, will find it abundantly. You know what this says? This says that if you try to make your life about you, you'll be miserable. I'm going to save you a whole lot of time. 
If you try to build your life and make it all about you, you will end up rich, you will end up successful, you will end up maybe even famous, but guess what? You will be miserable. We've seen this happen so many times. It's crazy. And yet we still chase building our own kingdom. But Jesus says to us, if we will focus on building his kingdom, on making our life about other people, that we will find life and life abundantly, that we will find purpose. Our calling will be so grand, will be so massive that we will never want to trade the life that we have for anybody else's. It's easy to become so focused on our giftings, on our callings, that we completely forget the whole point of the gift that God gave us. The whole point of the talent that God gave us was that we would give it away that we would give it to other people, that we would serve our neighbors, that we would serve our friends, that we would be good friends to people, that we would just focus on sharing the love of Jesus. You've got to check your service. The faster we can realize that our life is not about us, that our calling is not about us, that our talents are not for us, that our giftings are not For us, the faster that we can stop fighting for first place and we can start fighting for last place, it makes, it sounds crazy, but I promise you that as you serve other people, that as you give your life away, as you give your calling away, as you begin to ask not how I can build me up, but how I can help other people, you will feel more fulfillment. God will use you in ways that you cannot imagine. I promise you, I am 25 years old. I've tried to do it both ways. Only one way satisfies, and it is not my way. It is not your way, because the only time that counting for something really counts is when we count for what God wants to do. It's when we make it count for his kingdom and his kingdom alone. The greatest in God's eyes are those who serve others. The third one, and in my opinion, this is the most important. This is the key to never missing your calling with Jesus. This is the key. This is the key. This is it. Super simple. You got to check your chase. Check your chase. Who, what, are you chasing? My fear is that we are chasing a calling more than the one who called. We are chasing a job more than Jehovah Jireh, God Almighty. We are chasing some type of of life instead of the one who gives life. We're chasing the wrong things, right? Um, Luke 22, 24, the scripture that we read, I, I think it's so ironic because These men, these disciples, these people who've been following Jesus for the past three years of their life, they're arguing over who is the greatest and they are literally sitting next to the greatest of all time. They got the opportunity to sit and eat and hang out and play Nintendo Switch, Mario Kart, and and eat um, strawberry Pop-Tarts. Just kidding, no one eats those. We only eat the cinnamon ones around here. They got to do all those things right next to living, breathing, human form Jesus. Right, this is this is amazing. And instead of focusing on the incredible gift that they have, they're arguing about who's the greatest. When in comparison to Jesus, they, they were nothing. Their calling was nothing compared to Jesus. It's, it's crazy. I think we do the same thing. 
We've been given this opportunity to do life with Jesus, the Holy Spirit living inside of our hearts, the opportunity to walk every single day with the creator of the universe. And you know what we do? We focus on our calling. We focus on how do I, how do I make sure I don't miss my calling? Here is a small, huge tip. If you focus on the one who called you instead of your calling, you'll never miss your calling. Because as you follow Jesus, he'll unveil his calling to you. The question is not, how do I have a fierce calling? The question is, how do I chase Jesus fiercely? When you chase Jesus fiercely, you cannot help but to have a fierce calling. This is what I want you to get. Do not let your dream let you miss your king. Do not let your calling let you miss Jesus Christ. Jesus did not die on the cross for you to do great things. He didn't. He did not die on a cross for you to have a calling. You know what he died on the cross for? He died on the cross for you to have a great relationship with him. He died on the cross so that you would be with him, not just now on earth, but eternally in heaven. He died on the cross for you. You want to know what happens when you have a great relationship with Jesus? You have a great calling. It's that simple. Jesus is the prize. Make him the prize. Make him the prize. Make him the prize. Make him what you're chasing, and a fierce calling is going to find you. Thanks so much. I'm just going to pray right now and just believe that these words are going to, um, they're, going to they're going to hit you right here. And as you go and you finish out this summer and, and you, you, you make the most of it, I'm just going to pray that this becomes evident to you, that you don't have to worry as much about your calling as you need to worry about just being with the one who called.